0: You got to take risk. You got to take risk. You got to take risk. I mean, that, that, that is what an entrepreneur does. A lot of people call themselves entrepreneurs. I'm like, you need to look up the definition. I'm like, man, you're not taking risk.
1: Well, Grant, thanks for joining us at the young entrepreneurs summit and giving your time. I think you're awesome. You're everywhere. Undercover billionaire clubhouse. You are everywhere,
0: man. I'm just trying to hustle. You know, I'm trying to, trying to find, you know, make sure that the, the right people, uh, get the right message at the right time. So, you know, people look at a lot of different stuff. Like like last night, I'm in a ranch. I'm at a ranch in uh, Texas right now. So hopefully the Wi-Fi is good out here. This was T-Boone Pickens Ranch. And T-Boone, everybody knew T-Boone. You you probably don't know him, but everybody in America knew T-Boone because he did, the main thing for him was like, make sure people know my name. He gave $500 million to, to a school up the, up the way here, half a billion dollars he gave away to charity. And I, and I know that's what this is about, about giving back, helping out. And look, if people don't know about your initiatives, they don't know about your product, your service, they can't help you.
1: Amen to that. So, Grant, what do you wish you knew about entrepreneurship when you were 18 years old? Lots of people listening will be 18, 15, 21.
0: What do you wish you knew about entrepreneurship then? I wish that I knew the definition of it. You know, I wish I would have I wish somebody would have sat me down and and, you know, I spent so much time on English grammar and trigonometry and, <laughs> and, and, and all these things that, you know, you don't really use. I wish somebody had sat down and said entrepreneur definition, someone who organizes a business or businesses and takes more uh, greater than normal risk in order to do so. And then I wish I would have understood what, what it is, like, like somebody would have sat down and said, look, the entrepreneur starts by themselves, then they add people, then they're providing jobs and opportunities and, and building a team where people can actually have a, a, a uh, like-minded strategy. It, it, you know, a team, being part of a team is really an important thing. And I think we saw this during COVID. Maybe some people are getting used to it right now to say, I'm going to work on my own. I don't want to work on my own, okay? Like I have zero interest in doing anything by myself uh, because when I'm by myself, I mean, let's face it, I'm by myself, <laughs> you know, and that's not a lot of fun, man. And, and, and so yeah. the entrepreneur should take risk. Uh, and I, and at 18, at 18, man, I was spending time in clubs, not really clubs, just, you know, Oh, skanky bars and, <laughs> And uh, skint with a bunch of skin up people. Uh, I was skint. And you only learned uh, that word, didn't you, last week? Skint. I learned it two days ago. I learned that word two days ago. And, um, you know, I was in trouble all the time. I'm staying out till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Nothing good ever happens after about nine. And I was at, at 18 you know, I owed, I didn't owe the credit card companies. I owed friends and I owed family and I, and, and I was starting to go down. I was going down the, the, I, dude, I just didn't have anything to do. Like 18, I, I mean, it's probably not even a fair question to ask me because I was so lost. Like, you got to remember, I had a drug problem between the age of 16 and 25. So I wasn't learning anything. I mean, mm-hmm. I was learning some things, but not the right things. And
1: how did you turn that around? How did you get rid of your drug problem and actually start a business?
0: Well, the people in my life that loved me the most and you know, knew me, my family, they just finally cut me off and said, hey, we're tapping out. I was a black sheep of the family. Nobody, you know, they didn't trust me. I didn't trust myself. And one day I went to treatment. I went to treatment, uh, spent 28 days in a facility where I got off the drugs. And then uh, when I got back, the town that lived in the little town, I had to make up a lot of damage to, you know, a lot of people that I had messed up, screwed over, broke, broke agreements with. But mostly myself, I had to really rebuild myself. So going to treatment was, was one tiny part of it. Just to, I just needed a break from the drugs and the people for 20 days, 28 days. And then once I got that, I came back and I said, OK, I took all that energy, Rob, and poured it into my sales career. I had a sales job. When I went to treatment, I came back and had a sales career when I came back.
1: And do you feel like that lost period of your life almost gave you, I've got to make up for lost time and gave you energy. I don't think,
0: yeah, I hear you. But, but I don't think, I don't think that. I don't think that I tried to make up for that. I think my dad dying at 10 and my older brother dying at 20 has me in a rush all the time that's why you see me doing so much stuff you're like dude the guy goes here 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 you're like all these points right and it's not like I'm in one little thing either it's not like I'm on clubhouse all the time the next thing you do you'll see me at a live event or something but I think I'm trying I think I am terrified that I'm running out of time all the time I'm 62 now but when I was when I was 22, I had the same sense of death, like, like, like I was suffocating from, from not enough time. I was I, just tremendous urgency. Is that the word you use, Jared? Jared's feeding me words over here. Tremendous. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, like the guy's house that I'm in right now, T Boone's house, he died. I think he was, I don't know, 89 or 90. But this guy did so much stuff, man. He he would go from being he would, he grew up in poverty, becomes worth a couple billion dollars, loses all of it, goes back to like a billion. It's like this guy could swing so hard, but he was very active. You know he he knew all he knew all the presidential people. He was in power, and I'm not saying everybody here needs to do that, but everybody has the potential to do that. And if you have the potential to do that, you should be in a rush to go do it. You know when we're excited about doing something you you when you go on a vacation you can't even sleep the night before you're like i'm gonna get up at 5 a.m we're gonna go to the airport you waking up every 45 minutes is the time to go <laughs> and most people are not most people are not doing their lives like that today you, they're just kind of same thing over and over so yeah, man. Now now, now, I'm running, you know, when I was 22, I had all 40 years. And now I'm, you know, starting to run out of time. And I'm like, oh, I got to really get in a hurry now. So,
1: Grum, we've got people of all ages at the Young Entrepreneurs Summit. We've got parents of kids who are 8, 10, 12, teenagers, young adults. Um, so if parents want to raise entrepreneurial kids, because I know all don't, um, what little tips can you give them pre-teens and post-teens? What are you doing to raise your kids to be entrepreneurial?
0: Yeah. Look, you're never too young to understand that the, the, you live on a planet that's about finances. Like your parents have to pay for everything. You don't have to, cause you are still a freeloader, <laughs> you know, but, but they have to. Okay. And here's the problem. Okay. When you're a kid and you don't have to pay for anything, the problem is you got to depend on your parents, if they don't like you today, you ain't getting nothing. If they like you a lot, you get whatever you want, okay? If you can wear them out, good for you. But the problem with wearing a parent out is sooner or later, they're going to be like, that's it, then I'm done. Don't even come to me. Go in your room. And they're going to get angry and they're going to get upset, very much like what's going to happen to you later in life. So the, the money game, the hustle, the entrepreneur game, the communication game, because really what we're talking about is communication. My ability to go communicate with Anyone, at any, from any age, by the way, hey, you, the younger you are, the easier it is. Okay? <laughs> you, can use, you can use stuff that nobody else has access to. So uh, if a kid could actually learn how to communicate, like I, t- I teach my kids, I'm like, look, when I tell you you can't have something, you need to say, I understand, Papa. I mean, I, I actually work with them. You can't be like, get that face on, oh, uh, you know, why not? You can't do, oh, you gave, your, you gave me your sister or something. Like you, that, none of that's going to work in the real world. So what parents are, and, and kids, that exchange that they're having today at three years old, by the way, it doesn't have to be eight. The kid's picking it up at, at three days. Um, the kid is, is connecting collecting data at, in the womb. So you don't need to wait. It's not about them being too young. It's about when is the parent and the kid going to start having that conversation about money? How do I get it? You know, or Hey, maybe I don't need money. Maybe I need you to have money, make sure the parents have money. How do I get that exchange? Right. And everybody feels good about it. Wants to do it over and over and over again. So I'm always working with my kids about money finances. they are eight and 10, um, you know, how do you communicate and get what you want? I think you've seen my kids on stage. They're, they're homeschooled. We school them at home. I, they did one year in the school system. I'm like, let's take them out of that. They ain't going to teach him the real stuff. So, um, you know, I'd start putting that bank together because, because sooner or later you're going to need money. And the more, the more money you can make, there's kids. I know kids that make a lot more money than their parents. Like, they only make they, – they make money their parents couldn't even dream of making. So, with YouTube today and Instagram uh, influencers, uh, there's stuff that's happening on cl- uh, Clubhouse, and pe- people can make a lot of money. you just got to figure out what is your message, what is your voice, what are you going to talk about, how are you going to monetize it, but you just got to start playing the game now. Then you don't have to go to school.
1: <laughs> that's a good motivation
0: can you imagine uh, being in like the 11th grade no looking around saying i make more money than everybody every teacher in the school combined <laughs> i ain't listening to nothing y'all say <laughs> so i reckon there's a
1: lot of advantage to being young but i think a lot of people think oh i'm young i'm not experienced so what advantage are, advantages are there for young entrepreneurs
0: well, I—that's I, a good point. I would—if you're young, whatever that means—I would quit telling people your age. Like, I would not lead with I'm twelve or I'm eighteen. I'm only twenty-two. Don't open with that. Nobody cares about your age. The only thing anybody cares about is their own age. Like, I've never thought, how old is Rob Moore? <laughs> never, ever, even, even like, never considered that because like, I, I don't care how old you are. I care how old I am. You know, and and that's a, that's a fact of life that people, you know. Alexander the Great was 16 years old. He he took over Persia. He didn't he didn't send a notice. Hey, by the way, I'm only 16. <laughs> you know? Like not something, it's not good to lead with that. The, what, what you want to lead with is your ability to get attention and hook somebody. Okay. When my kids tonight last night we were at dinner here, and these guys that I'm at dinner with, they've seen, they've met everybody. You you name them. If they're an American president, they met them. And this one guy looks at my daughter, Sabrina and says, man, she is freaking amazing. She's 10. He's like, I've met them all. He's like, as an amazing human being, but it, it, it's because she knows how to communicate, right? How to get attention and hold it, how to keep it, how to not just get it once, but how to keep somebody locked into that conversation. Hopefully we're doing that for the audience right now. They're not just wandering around looking at other stuff right now. So, um, what was your question, Rob? By the way, yeah. I, I, oh, age. Yeah, yeah. It don't matter how old yeah. you are. That's
1: the yeah, the line. advantages, you know. Yeah, like, the
0: advantages I'm, are, man, the advantages are nobody expects anything from you. Ooh. Shit, they can't even, they got to, they don't see you. Like, you know, the, 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 uh, there's this old adage about the first impression is more important than the any or something. You have one chance to make a good first impression. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, you know. But I do know that, that nobody's going to pay you for the first impression. They're going to pay you for the last one. So a kid, a kid, the first impression I have of a kid, he's only six years old. He's a little small. He's a little tall, uh, a little overweight, whatever. I, I, everybody's having these impressions, by the way. Don't, y'all, y'all don't need to think I'm judgmental. Everyone is judgmental. Don't kid yourself. But then when the kid starts talking and hooks into me, I'm like, whoa. Right? Or eh, just another kid. You know, got to wait for him to grow up. And then you don't add any value for me, right? But if you can hook into me, man, a kid, it's easy for a kid to set themselves apart. Um, So how you do that, I don't know. I think it's got a lot to do with the parents. Mm. Do you think
1: maybe because, um, you know, when you're older, you've seen a lot of shit, you've failed, you've gone through maybe some trauma. Maybe when you're younger, you've got that sort of innocence, that naive energy that you haven't seen a load of shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah, but the kids got to learn how to to, to relate to because you got to remember if you're a kid, uh, you know, you're battle cry. Who's got my money? <laughs> who's got my candy bar? Who's got my bicycle, my motorcycle? Who's got my Xbox? Who's got my who's got my, you know, who's got my stuff? Right? Well, a parent's got your stuff, and uh, if you don't know how to communicate, the game is communication. Like if I, if I had one thing to do over again, I would be like, I would learn communication skills, speaking skills, debating skills. I should have taken a debating class because I really don't know how to debate. I just make people wrong, you know? So, uh, and that, and that's not debating, but mm-hmm. I get away with it somehow, you know? Uh, but, but it doesn't work for most people. So people should, I would definitely go back at 18 back to your first question. I would go back and take debating classes. I would take uh, communication classes. I'd probably learn how to code. I would definitely learn how how these guys are creating funds. Spacs is a new thing. Um, hedge funds. Um, I would learn how to write, uh, do surveys, and find out, hey, what is it people actually want. And I would learn how to read about money flows and, and, and people flows and the Internet and algorithms and all this fascinating stuff. But I would I would only do it for one reason, by the way, just so everybody's clear. OK, I would only do it so I can make a lot of money because <laughs> if it's not going to make a lot of money, I'm just not interested in doing it. I want to make a lot of money for all you kids out there. OK, like make a lot of money. I mean, make so much money you can fill this damn room up with it you know, because, because money follows attention. When I get enough attention, money will follow it. If I can get enough people to listen to me, somebody will say, Hey, I want to sponsor an ad because there's so many people. I just did a deal this weekend. It took like that long because of my audience. I want to give this much money and I want to give you options in my company. And I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope good stuff happens. But he sees me interacting with all these people and converting people, right? So money follows attention. If I can get really bright over here, money will go to that. If it's a good cause, if it's a bad cause, it's not going to work, okay? But what happens is the, 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 the attention wanes. It goes away. If you can spike the money game, the, money, the attention will follow again. Uh, people pay a lot of money to be in the Super Bowl or big soccer game, right, because there's a lot of people there. So, if you could learn how about algorithms, getting eyeballs, keeping eyeballs, surveys, learning how to keep people's attention, man, you're gonna you're gonna be unbelievable. And it won't matter how old you are, by the way.
1: And maybe kids uh, have an advantage because they're pretty good on social media. You know, they don't worry about setting up a YouTube channel. They get,
0: they figure out Clubhouse quick. You just you know, you you. There was no internet. I had a typing machine. Okay. I, I took a typing class. One of my favorite classes, by the way, in school was typing. Okay. The teacher was hot. I thought she was hot. She probably wasn't that hot. I was just fascinated. And, uh, Ms. Gardner. Okay. And, uh, dude, best class I ever had. I mean, you watch me write when I write, I write on a computer and, and, uh, I mean, I can bang out. So best class idea was typing. <laughs>
1: So, Grant, you're all over social media, prolific. Um, Is that because of the attention game? Are there other plays?
0: No, that's because because, one, I get to work out my pitch there. You know, I think this is something that's really overlooked in social media is, like, people are worried about what other people think, and I'm still trying to figure out what I'm saying. What's working? What's not working? What is my real, you know, the 10X thing that got created? That created because I was showing up all the time, throwing, throwing stuff. And all of a sudden people started doing the 10 X thing. The uncle G thing, the uncle G thing was not my idea. Okay. The uncle G came from a story. Uh, when I, when I died, I waited for my my, my, I had three uncles and I waited for those three uncles to be a father to me. And, 11 years old, 12 years old. They, they were never a father to me. They never checked on me. They didn't do anything for me. And it pissed me off. But now, now that I'm a grown man, I look back on like, Oh, they had their own lives. They had their own issues. They had their own stuff going on. But when I was a kid, dude, I, I'm not trying to make sense of anything. I'm trying to get some, some mentoring. You know, I miss my dad right and I And I wanted a father and I don't know if little girls go through this. I imagine they do though. Um, but I know I did as a little boy. And, I was telling this story in an event once and I said, you know, I was 16. I was so pissed off that I didn't have a father that I said to myself one day and I was really pissed off at the uncles because, I mean, how, 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 how do you stay angry at your dad? He died. So I'm like, one day I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be the uncle to others to get back at those guys that were not an uncle to me. And I said it, dude, like, like literally people started being like, you're my uncle G, (laughs) you know, and, and that, that, that was that, that happened as a result of, of outflow, not me sitting down coming up with some brand idea. Like, oh, I'm going to be uncle G. I know guys have done that by the way, like rich man, poor man, you know, rich, rich dad, poor dad. That was a, you know, that's a mythology, right? I don't know if you know that. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, those, those guys sat down and figured out, Hey, how could we like, what would, and it was brilliant. Um, but most of things that happened to me just happened because I'm outflowing a lot. And I'm like, Oh, wow, this 10 X thing is real. It's hot. Uh, or cl- the clubhouse thing. I start working out my, my thing, start learning after talking, you talk for 19 hours, you know, you're like, Hey, you, you, you're either stupid or you're going to pay attention to what people like. Like there's some stupid people on there that clearly can push information out, but cannot receive or duplicate the, the what's going on. And you know, some of them yourself, right? Like, you know, and they've had, you know, they, the people monitor it. Well, look, look, when people don't like your communication over and over again, they're going to shut you down. Mm. They're going to cut you off. They're going to quit listening. They're not going to fund your ideas. They're not going to give you a second meeting and they're going to think you're an idiot. Mm. And idiots typically don't get, get a lot of money. Grant, what business models do you reckon are good for young entrepreneurs? I don't know. Shit, I don't know, man. A business model? Like what? What does that even mean? You're so complicated.
1: How do they make money? How do
0: young entrepreneurs make money? Oh, yeah. So, like, let, let me see. If I, if, I was, if I was 12 today, what would I be doing? I mean, I can't give advice. I saw a kid do this, right? He went and read, studied all my material, and then he became a sales guru. I'm like, bro, you're 14 years old. Okay. (laughs) Like, like nobody, I am the greatest salesman in the world. I'm like, bro, you're 14. So no offense, but that don't add up. Okay. Once you be the greatest YouTuber in the world, the greatest skateboarder in the world, do like something that's real. Don't be a liar. Like everybody's going to know it. And the higher the food higher up, you go in the food chain, the, the harder it is to trick people. So, I don't know if I was 15 years old today, I'd be probably, I'd probably be teaching people. I'd first, I'd go after the kid market, which really is a parent market. I talk to parents and I'd probably create a YouTube channel about uh, how parents, uh, how kids can, parents can get their kids to, to learn faster. And, and, you know, maybe come up with some tricks and hacks and, eBooks and courses to create a big audience. I don't know that I'd sell anything in the beginning. Maybe I would, but, but I need to create a big audience. So then later someone, either someone else or myself can sell something to them. But Look, if it, it doesn't include an audience, you don't have a business. So I think yeah. the first thing people need to do is figure out how to create an audience.
1: What do you think kids aren't taught about regarding money at school that they should be? Almost everything. (laughs) Money, yeah. Uh, Is there even a money course? Uh, Well, I didn't go to one, no. No budgeting, no forecasting, no managing your money emotions. I mean, that's massive, isn't it? Your emotions, you know, that's where your money goes. Overly high, overly low, your money flows and follows that. They never taught us any of that.
0: Yeah, no, it's a shame, dude. Like, you know, it's money's pretty simple too. How do you get it? How do you keep it? How do you multiply it? Most people, most people spend their whole life just getting it. They never know how to keep it. Um, I mean, we don't even understand basic stuff that currency is basically uh, comes from the word current where something is moving. You don't actually get to have own money. You don't own the money. The money is going to go some other place. And um, so, yeah, it's unfortunate, but we're taught nothing on that subject.
1: Was that part of the reason why you pull your kids out of school?
0: No, the reason I didn't want my kids in school is because I knew the parents of the kids that were going. I'm like, there ain't no way these <laughs> these kids are fucked up, <laughs> you know. So uh, I, I, I'm kind of kidding about that, but not. Uh, but um, the reason I pulled the kids out of school is I wanted to be with my kids. So I'm like, you know, if they're going to get screwed up. I want them screwed up my way. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm like I just want to spend time with them like I, I you know I, I don't know if homeschooling is better for the kids or not but I know them them spending more time with me can't be a bad thing mm. I don't you,
1: think, sorry Brian, go on
0: yeah so I, I create a life where I could have my kids with me more
1: mm. so that was going to be my next question you take them around with you you get them involved in your life with you I mean I met your kids when we did that property event together
0: yeah Cause they're always with me. Dude. Like, so, so we're on this ranch right now. This is 65,000 square foot, 65,000 acre ranch, 10, 10 square miles. Right. So I don't know what that is in, in your terms, but it's big, big ass ranch. And so they're here with me, Sherry, the CEO of the company, President Jared's with me, Ryan Secko's here. Like it's a, so my kids have spent most of their time with adults. So everybody's like, man, your kids are unbelievable. Most of the time they're with adults. I mean, if you want to if you want to up your kids, don't keep them around other little runts. <laughs> I mean, this is a great hack of the universe. If you're if you're if you're you know, we talk about, hey, you're, you're, you're the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. Don't spend time with idiots. Like, you know, sooner or later, you're going to quit playing with dials. Uh, dolls or whatever they call them, right? The little, the little stuffy things, like they and they do all that, right? I mean, they're still kids. We still treat them like kids, but they're around adults, and they're around people talking about money and finance, and uh, they're talking about uh, business and expansion and ten x, and they are they get a chance to go on stage, and they want to. And all kids, by the way, all kids are in or the the people around them.
1: Uh, I've got three questions. We'll do one minute on each. Okay. Um, main skills
0: of being an entrepreneur. You got to take risk. 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 I mean, that, that, that is what an entrepreneur does. Like if, and a lot of people call themselves entrepreneurs. I'm like, you're, you need to look up the definition. Okay. You are violating one, the one most important thing about being an entrepreneur. Take risks. Because I was talking to a guy the other day, he's like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, how much, how much equity do you have in your house? He tells me like 200,000 uh, pounds. Good. How much money do you have in the bank? 300,000. Uh, how much money do you have in retirement accounts? He had, more, he had like 50 times more money in all those things than he had in his business. I'm like, man, you're not taking risk. You're, you're actually avoiding risk, okay? So you need to go be the avoiding risk person. <laughs> So become just an investor or a saver. Mm. But, the, but this word is overused about the mm. entrepreneur. Like, I don't know that I want, I've never used the word. I've never said, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't think I've ever said that about myself because I'm not an entrepreneur. I, 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 I want to own a business that makes a lot of money because you could still be an entrepreneur and not make money. It, it take risk and lose. So, you know, be careful what you ask for. Mm. Sales. Also the solopreneur thing, you know, oh, I want to work for myself. That is a, that is a big, big mistake. People need to leave that thing alone. I want to be my own boss. There's no such thing. It does not exist in the universe. There's no such thing about I'm going to be the man. I went into some room last night about bosses, good upside and downside. Were you in that room? No. And I'm like, dude, being a boss is terrible. It is awful. It is lonely. Okay. It is scary. It is. Uh, oh well. This so lady's like, then why are you a boss? I said uh, because nobody else will hire me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think what people don't realize is we're all accountable to someone. So you can be the boss, but you're accountable to all your customers, all your investors, yeah. all your clients. Uh, so it's about accountability. I think people are avoiding accountability.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a lot of people think if I'm a boss, I answer to no one. The truth is you answer to everyone. Everyone. Yeah.
1: Cool. Great. To finish, Grunt, because I know you've got places to be. Best advice you ever received, worst advice you ever received.
0: Yeah. So best advice I ever received, my mom said, Hey, invest in yourself. You'll never lose. I have reminded myself of that so many times. Workshops I go to, uh, events that I attend where I'm going as as somebody to get educated. Okay. Books that I've read. I'm like, it's not a waste of time. Even if, even if you don't think you learned anything, it is not a waste of time. You think, you think you haven't that it was a waste of time or you didn't learn anything because you hadn't used it yet. You may use that piece of data one day. And so number one, anything you invest in time or, or, or money in trying to improve yourself, you're not going to lose that. Uh, worst piece of advice given was uh, bigger is not better. I remember a guy named Phil told me this. He went bankrupt. And then he says, I just want to remind you, man, bigger is not better. I had the bowling alley. I had the big house. I had to die. And I, I, and he's like, bigger is not better, man. And I believed it. I bought it. And so I, I stayed small. Um, and later I realized that today I know bigger is definitely better. Okay. And And you just got to keep getting bigger. The problem with bigger is you can't get out of the game and you keep getting bigger and bigger, right? You want to keep getting bigger and bigger and it keeps bringing on. You can't get out of the game because then you have obligations to other people. Now there's a lot of employees, but bigger is more fun. And it comes with more problems, but it comes with more fun too.
1: Grant, I love talking to you. I'm so grateful you've given your time here for all these young entrepreneurs and, of course, you know, my foundation to help young and underprivileged people start meaningful businesses to change the world. So thanks a lot for being a part of this. Really grateful to you. You're awesome.
0: Thanks. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Okay. Be great. You too. Take care.